Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, hey, my name is Ethan, and I'm super glad that you guys are checking this video out. We're in week two of a series entitled Road Trip, and the the big idea around this series is all about faith. And now, I'm not sure where you are while you're watching this, but in your faith journey, but maybe your faith is small, or maybe it's non-existent. Or maybe it's large or mature, wherever your faith is right now. I want to say this. My hope for today is that this would be helpful to you in thinking through your faith and why it matters. Um, about five years ago, my wife and I, um, and our, at the time we only had uh, one child, Liam, uh, he was about 18 months old. It was about five years ago. We took a trip, a road trip up to Boston to visit my wife's family, her extended family. And they live about 30 minutes outside of Boston in this, this fishing town. And everyone was saying, um, you got to get lobster rolls, got to get lobster rolls. And I ate about 100 lobster rolls. It was incredible. And they were like, listen, you got to go to this one spot. It's one restaurant. They have the best lobster rolls in town and so we went and uh, it was just a small little place and we parked in the gravel parking lot and as we were walking in we saw this incredible car now i'm not a super big car guy um all i know is this it was older lamborghini like when you think of like a classic red lamborghini it was that i mean it was in incredible condition it was so nice and clean It was incredible. I mean, amazing. One of those cars that like just turns heads. Now, seeing something like this, it's a a pretty big deal, I feel like, you know? Um, But what happened next was kind of unexpected. So as we were walking closer and closer to this car, we see this Chevy S10 truck, like a small little pickup truck, an older truck, you know? No, no, you know, no shame in having an older truck, but it was backing up closer and closer to this Lamborghini. Now we thought, surely to goodness, he's not gonna hit it. He sees it, he's gotta see this car. So he backs up closer and closer and he gets closer and closer and closer until finally the S10 truck smacks right into the front of this Lamborghini. I mean, it was insane. It was a jaw-dropping moment. It was incredible. And something like that, after you see something like that, it changes you. I mean, do you realize how slow I back up in parking lots now? So slow. The reality is this. Maybe you've never seen an old truck crash into an expensive car, but this is true of me and I think it's true of you. Big events usually lead to some sort of change. After I saw that, I am so careful in parking lots. I'm not trying to smash into a Lamborghini, honestly, or anything for that matter. Big events usually lead to some sort of change, a change in our thinking, a change in our perspective, a change in what we believe, a change in how we do things. Maybe for you, it was kids. It was becoming a mom or a dad 
and that changed your perspective on life. Maybe for you, it was a trip, a trip to the Grand Canyon or to Europe, some place that you went that changed your perspective on the world and the people in it. Maybe for you, it was a health scare. It was a phone call from a doctor. It was a scan. It was something that you did not expect or someone close to you that went through a health crisis and it completely changed you. Maybe it was a book you read. Maybe it was a job you got or a promotion or a loss of a job or death in your family. Maybe it was a breakthrough in your marriage. Maybe your marriage ended. Maybe it was your son or your daughter going to college or getting married or going through a hard time. Everyone watching this, everyone on this planet, when faced with life's ups and downs, we all through it on the other side of that, slightly different. A slightly different version of ourself because what we just went through. I mean, think about it. You were not the same on the first day of sixth grade and the last day of eighth grade. You changed quite a bit from freshman year of high school to senior year of high school. From your 20s to your 30s, you changed a ton. From your 30s and the 40s, and so on and so on and so forth. These moments, sometimes small, but usually sometimes big, change us slightly over time. Now, I don't think that those necessarily are conscious decisions that I'm going to change to be a different version of ourselves. I think it happens slowly over time through life's ups and downs. Now, here's my point. Faith is no different. Faith is no different. And faith is, is really just another way of saying trust. Our faith in God, our belief in God, our trust in the Bible, whether we believe that Jesus says, is who he says he is, well, maybe all is subject to change. Maybe through life's ups and downs, it's all subject to change. If you're anything like me, when life gets tough, you've wondered, does God exist? Is he even real? Maybe after a big life-changing situation, you've wondered, is God real? And if he is real, why am I going through this? Does he hate me? Is he angry at me? Why is he punishing me? Maybe going through the downs of life, the hard times of life, the tough situations, the hard circumstances, you've asked those questions. Is God real? And if so, why is he doing this to me? When life goes how we planned and when life goes how we couldn't have imagined, we ask these questions. It not only has the potential to change our perspective on life, these ups and downs, on parenting, on how we interact with our spouse, our careers, it has the potential to change how we view God. Through life, we either take steps toward God or away from God. Right now, you're probably thinking of a situation that you went through. Maybe you were a kid or a teenager or a young adult, or maybe it was last week. And it either made you take a step toward God or a step away from God him. Maybe you're considering, you're reconsidering your faith right now. Maybe you're thinking, 
I don't even know if I have faith in anything because of what I went through. Now, if you've taken a step away from your faith, if you've taken a step back from God, know that you are in great company. You are in great, you are not the only person on this planet to do that. I would guess that, that everyone watching this right now, including myself at some point in our lives, have said, is this real? Is he real? And if he is, is he trustworthy? Can I put my trust, can I put my faith in him? A little over 2,000 years ago, there was a moment that a group of men had a life-changing moment. They were on a boat and they were asking the question, can I trust Jesus? He was there with them. We find it in the Gospel of Luke and it goes like this, chapter 8, verse 22. One day he got into a boat with his disciples, he being Jesus, and he said to them, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out. Verse 23 says, And as they sailed, he fell asleep. And a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in danger. And they went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. This sounds like my kids when they want a snack. I'm so hungry, I'm perishing. It says this, And he woke and he rebuked the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. He said to them, where is your faith? And they were afraid, and they marveled, saying to one another, who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him? For a moment, I want you to consider what happened to these men. There was a storm, a storm bad enough that they thought they were going to die. And then Jesus stops it. Now that, that's a life-changing moment. That's a moment that you don't forget. That's a moment that you come out on the other side slightly different than you went in. This is not something that you just forget. These men were changed. Not only thinking that they were going to die and to be saved is enough to change you, but to see Jesus to see him calm a storm, incredible. That's incredible. So, my question to you is this. What do we do? What do you do? What do I do? When we go through a period of time or a circumstance that feels like we're in the midst of a storm, and that storm could kill us. That storm could rip us in two. It seems like for some of us, our faith grows in those moments. And for other, others of us, maybe it disappears. Maybe it shrinks down. You can't go along without hearing a faith story in which someone's rock-solid faith was built or grew because of some terrible, awful news. Some knock on the door, a call from the doctor, Something that happened that was so terrible, but because of that, their faith either grew or it was the foundation, the reason behind their faith. But at the same time, you can't go along without meeting someone who says, I don't believe in God anymore. 
I went through a hard time. I went through a bad circumstance. I got that call. I answered that door. I opened that letter. I got that news. I don't believe in God anymore because if he's real, he wouldn't have done that to me. You see the balance of those two? You see the difference of those two? Difficult circumstances. Well, it can do two things. It can either blow up or grow up your faith. Your faith will either grow up because of it or it'll blow up because of it. Sickness, death, abuse, new job, no job, new child, no child, new marriage, no marriage, a diagnosis. These are all pivotal moments that will blow up or grow up your faith. So, what do you do when you are hit with a difficult circumstance. How do you respond? How do I respond? Well, a man named James, who was actually the brother of Jesus, uh, he, he wrote this, which is a pretty unique and maybe sounds crazy way of thinking about it. He wrote this in a book called James. It says this, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. To consider bad circumstances joy, now that is crazy, right? I mean, that sounds like something a lunatic would say. Seeing that bad things are worth seeing as good, Bad things are worth seeing as helpful. Now you might be thinking right now, okay, 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 Ethan, I know where you are going. I know where you're going. There is purpose in my pain. Now hold on, let me be clear. Suffering, it's not fun. Pain is not fun. Suffering is not good, but God can do a good thing in a bad thing. He can. He can do a good thing in a bad thing. Now, this doesn't tip the scale and make it all good or make up for the bad. It is simply the reality of what can happen when you experience something you never wish happened. That's the reality of it. God is not punishing you. I, I just want to look at you and say that. God is not punishing you. Life is not easy, but God in his infinite wisdom is using that terrible moment that you're thinking about right now or that terrible situation for good. You may not see it right now. You may not see it next week, but he's using it for good. We go through financial turmoil and we think God doesn't care, but he does. We go through a health crisis and we think, God is punishing me, but he's not. We go through a tragedy and we think there is no God, but there is, and he is good. We can't ignore, ignore the fact that major events in our life will either develop or erode our confidence in God. These circumstances tempt us to draw conclusions about God that either will drive us to him or away from him. Here's the fascinating thing about all this. 
Not all pivotal moments define everyone's life in the same way. Not every moment, two people can go through the same moment, the same thing, the same tragedy, and come out with different views of God. How can one person go through something so awful and say there is no God, and another person go through the same exact thing and say, God is all I have? Well, the truth is this. It's not really the event itself that grows or erodes your faith. It's not the event that grows up or blows up your faith. It's not the event, it's not the situation, it's not the circumstance. It's your interpretation. It's not the situation, it's your interpretation. God is not punishing you, but he can leverage what he allows. Pivotal circumstances put us in a situation we've never been in, so our relationship with God can go to a place that it's never been to before. A place we could never get to any other way. There is no other way to produce perseverance than through painful circumstances that tempt us to give up. So here's the incredible thing. Maybe you've gone through some things in the past or maybe you're going through something right now. Joy is possible. Right now, despite of your circumstance, joy is possible. Your circumstances, they even need to change and you can experience joy. You see, joy happens not because of you blocking things out or you pretending like it doesn't hurt or you lying and saying, I'm okay. Joy can happen because difficult situations are important to our sanctification. They're, in, they're vital to our sanctification, which is simply the process of who I am and who you are becoming more and more like Jesus. The word sanctify means to set apart or to make, to make holy. A person who lives like Jesus is becoming more and more holy. You see, God in his infinite wisdom is using these terrible situations to make us more and more like Jesus. So the bottom line, line today is this. You can trust Jesus, period. You can trust him. You can trust him through every storm. Sunshine, rain, clouds, storm. If you're on a boat and you're thinking you're going to die, you can trust him. You can trust Jesus through the ups and the downs. You can put your faith in him. Not because he has promised to make your life perfect. He hasn't. Not because he has promised to give you all the outcomes that you hope for or all the outcomes you've prayed for. You can put your trust in him because he is good. He is good and he is doing something inside of your heart. He is doing something inside of my heart. He is using whatever is happening around you to change you, to change your perspective, to change how you do things, to change how you see people, to change how you treat people. He's using those moments to change how you see him. You see, God sent Jesus to live uh, a life that was full of ups and downs. His life wasn't always easy. He was beaten, 
And he died on a criminal's cross. He took our shame and he took our guilt and he took our sin. I mean, even his followers died nasty deaths. And God did that. He sent Jesus and Jesus did that so that we may have joy. We may experience joy in the midst of our ups and our downs. So this is what I want you to do. Wherever your faith is right now, maybe it's big and mature, or maybe it's small, maybe you have baby faith, maybe your faith is not really exist, existent. Maybe you haven't thought about faith in a long time. And that's totally okay. This is what I want you to do. I want you to write down something that you have been going through. A hard situation, an awful circumstance, a strained relationship, some sort of issue that you are facing. Something that is going on right now that makes you wonder, does God even care? I know you have it in your head right now because we're all going through something. I want you to write it down on a sticky note, on a piece of paper, and I want you to put that somewhere where you see it every single day. Every single day I want you to look at that. And then I want you to pray. I want you to pray when you see that, that God shows you how he is working in that and through that, how he's working in you and through you. Because regardless of how painful that moment has been, regardless of how, how painful that moment is, that situation is, that issue is, that circumstance is, he hasn't left you. You're not alone. He hasn't abandoned you. He's never stopped working. He's never stopped loving you. Write that down. Every time you see it, pray. And then maybe three days from now, seven days from now, three months from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now, I guarantee you, you'll look back at that moment. And maybe you'll still feel the pain of that. It might still hurt. But I'll guarantee that if you pray and you take that step of faith, you trust him, trust that he's working through it, you will see changes. Maybe not the ones that you hoped for. Maybe not the ones you prayed for. But you'll see a change in yourself. Maybe even the people around you. He has never stopped working. He has never stopped loving you. I'm going to pray for us. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for sending Jesus to live and to die so that we may experience joy and peace in the midst of, of, of the good of life and especially in the midst of the bad of life. God, I pray for everyone hearing my voice right now that they could experience joy regardless of what's happening, that they would know that you're for them, that you love them, and that you're working in their situations and in their lives and in their heart. Thank you, God. Your sons in me pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. 
If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.